everyone. My name is Christy McGuire, and I am the Vice President of Business Solutions at Workplace Options. Today's episode will focus on a very important topic that is top of mind for many people, financial well-being. Over the last two years, inflation has become a pressing issue in several regions that has had far-reaching consequences for many people worldwide. The reality is that many employees are struggling with their salaries, not keeping up with the rising cost of living, which is increasing stress levels at work and in their personal lives. In addition, the uncertainty surrounding inflation and its impact on the economy adds another layer of anxiety, as employees fear potential job losses and reduced job security. So today with us to discuss this important topic are two fantastic experts on financial well-being. We have Ian Jones, Vice President, and Julianne Lara, Senior Consultant, who are both members of Fidelity's Global Consulting Team. Welcome to you both. Well, thanks, Christian. Thank you to WPO for having us on today. And uh, to all of you who are listening, it's an absolute pleasure to be here with you. And something, as you will hear in our voices, that we're very passionate about, and that's helping people with financial well-being. Indeed. Thanks, everybody. We know that these are challenging times financially for many people, and we really hope that the discussion today can give you, the listeners, some ideas of different things that could help provide you with hope and reassurance during these times. Wonderful. Well, let's dive right in then. Ian, let me start with you. What have you seen to be the biggest source of financial stress for individuals? Ah, Thanks, Christy. Well, a typical consulting answer would be, well, it depends. But uh, joking aside, um, stresses do differ, and it depends on a lot of things. It could be things like where you live, how old you are, life events you might be going through. Um, those are all vary, but uh, we can say we've seen some consistent themes from our research. So as we looked around the globe, we found that about a third of people are spending more than they earn. And then the flip side of that was seeing about two-thirds of people are saying they are only planning for ahead, if they are at all, for less than one year. And that makes a real problem when it comes to financial needs. And then backing up your opening remarks, Christy, you talked about inflation. We're seeing about 75% of people saying that they're stressed about its inflation and what it does on their cost of living. So these are pretty startling, as you can think about it. We're getting some very heavy numbers there and should provide a wake-up call as to just how big some of the issues are that people are facing. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, I'd add also that more broadly, Fidelity's research is showing that personal finances is one of the leading causes of stress overall. Um, and for example, one survey of employees found that five of the top 10 stresses overall were related to money. Wow, those numbers you share are quite frightening, and I, it definitely impacts individuals. How does financial stress affect the physical and mental health of employees? Yeah, that's a good question, Christy. And, and I think while we often tend to think of well-being as, as having several distinct, discrete pillars, in reality, what we find is that everything is interconnected and that stress in one area of your life leads to stress in others. And there's a strong linkage, for example, between financial stress and mental well-being. And again, in, in reality, employees then bring this stress to work with them and it makes them less engaged. It makes them less productive and also less fulfilled with their job. Um, so, in, you know, employees with the highest levels of debt, as an example, they have twice the uh, rates of absenteeism of those with the lowest. And a vast majority of people with unpaid medical bills are financially unwell. Two thirds of those people don't get enough sleep 
and they miss an average of around three additional days of work annually. I love the term that you use, interconnected, because that's definitely the case with most all situations. And employees don't just leave their stress at the door when they show up for work and then pick it back up and they go home. Um, and I think something that we're seeing is, you know, employees are coming into the workplace with this stress. So how how can managers recognize that an employee is facing this type of stress or facing financial difficulties? Well, I'll pick that one up, Christine. Uh, in the spirit of being interconnected with Julian's last answer, I think we could start with looking at whether people have an unscheduled or extended absence from work. That's normally a signal that something's wrong. It may not necessarily be finance-related, though. Um, you could also look if people are not performing to their usual level, that something's just not right. Um, so it's a start, and you can guess at it, but um, the big thing is you're going to end up having to ask somebody directly if everything is okay. But if I take a step back, I think this comes back to your team culture. If you fostered an empathetic one where employees feel comfortable coming to you proactively with some of their concerns, it's a lot easier because they'll speak up on it. But it could be something if they do that around a question about salary and pay increases compared to inflation. Um, it could be if they come and ask a manager, can I take a loan out? And that could be from a retirement plan or a payday loan, something like that. Um, that would be a bit more obvious, but I'd say that culture of being able to ask somebody when something's wrong and also somebody being brave enough to come in front of people will help in that realm. I love the the concept of the team culture. That is so very important today in today's workplaces. What would you say are some effective strategies for managing financial stress and anxiety? So Everybody has their own way of, of dealing with stress, ultimately. Some people like to confront that stress head on. Um, other people may try to ignore the symptoms really out of fear and, and maybe not knowing what to do. Um, you know, I, I tend to think financial problems and stress are kind of like having a, a toothache, right? It, it doesn't magically get better by itself by just ignoring it. And it's actually likely just to get worse. Um, and the easier, the, the sooner you deal with something, often the easier it is to deal with. And I, I think, you know, the key is to first really understand and accept that fact and then really to figure out and know that there are things that you can control and have agency over. And ultimately, that leads to resilience. Um, I'd say from a practical perspective, it can be really helpful to start just with some small steps and build up from there. Knowing that this is a continual journey, not something that you can just solve quickly overnight. And it, it could be something as simple as committing to a budget for something that you've been spending too much on. For me, that might be my to go coffee in the morning each day. Um, or maybe it's an extra um, streaming subscription service. Um, you know, it could be increasing your contributions to a retirement or an emergency savings account or paying a debt down more quickly than, than you plan to. Um, I'd, I'd say, you know, don't be taken back by too many options. Just do something and get that momentum building. And it's really the, the accumulation of these steps that make a difference in the long run. I'd say finally on this, if things are getting too overwhelming, um, make sure you take advantage of any support and resources that are available to you that can help you to manage that stress and manage that anxiety. Now, depending on where you live, who your employer is, uh, there might be public health or educational resources you could tap into, or your employer may be providing you with things like an employee assistance program, such as workplace options, 
that has that counselling support built in that can help you deal with that stress. You know, I think what's interesting about everything you said is that organizations can can have a huge impact on offering resources to individuals to get support um, around financial well-being. So do you have any suggestions around what steps organizations can take to promote financial well-being amongst their employee populations? Thanks, Christy. I'll pick that up. Uh, I'd say the most important thing is for organizations to show employees that they care and then to meet them where they're at. Um, now, there's a range of options, just like Julian mentioned on the individual side. This could be anything from delivering live or virtual webinars, but also things like holistic, comprehensive educational resources that people can access or give them access to live individual coaching supports, such as what WPO offers. Um, I think what we also find is that employers have got something on the local level. They may not be aware of it at the corporate side and employees on the ground may not be aware of it. So make sure you promote those if they're available. And I think another important part is don't assume that employees understand even the basics of financial wellness. They may not know about those things and they may not want sophisticated tools immediately. So start with the basics and help people out and make sure that you can bring in the right providers to help them out. That may be a local retirement plan provider. It could be a savings institution or it could be some other uh, institution such as what the WPA counseling is. I think as we take that away, it does not have to be an excessively complex operation and it doesn't need to be very expensive so uh, we have shown though if you do invest in it the people who feel that they get holistic global financial from the employers have about a 50 percent increase in their satisfaction with the employer compared to those who don't so that is a very good return on investment if you don't mind me mentioning the pun what you just said was extremely important, you know, just helping people get started somewhere, get the ball rolling and get them moving along that continuum. I think the most challenging part is where do I start? How do I reach out for help? And so, like you just said, organizations can have such a huge impact on individuals' well-being in that manner. And it allows employees to come back to work and, and be productive versus taking off work to focus on these types of things. I did just want to take an opportunity to highlight Workplace Options Enhanced Financial Services that connects members to independent qualified professionals who provide information on a wide range of financial topics, including debt management, budgeting, financial planning, and long-term goal setting. Please feel free to contact us to learn more about how the service can benefit your employees. But more importantly, I also want to say a huge thank you to Ian and Julian for this insightful conversation today. It's been our absolute pleasure, Christy. Thanks again to you and all the listeners for your time and attention. And finally, we want to let all of our listeners know that we will be hosting a virtual webinar on financial well-being in January of 2024 with both Ian and Julian, who will provide more information and answer many of your questions. So more details and information on how to register for this event will be shared on the Workplace Options website in the next coming weeks. Until next time, stay safe and be well.